Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to NHR the Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR the Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning, Good morning, Trent. We, we uh, are now on to episode five of NHR, NHR the podcast. Um, and it was another, um, another you know, I know it was coming off of Thanksgiving week and uh, a little bit of a slow week, week with games and uh, some shuffling around, but uh, another great week around the NEI Nation. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, scheduling is getting even crazier than we thought. Uh, you know, what may be on the schedule now uh, might change in a couple days or we might have teams picking up a whole new different team just to get these games in a lot of games we've seen have been postponed um so before they uh for, before the kids go home for christmas i know some teams are trying to make up those dates so that their second half of the season isn't as hectic but uh we're still going strong uh, a lot of good games last week a lot of good games coming up and uh, just excited to be back on the show yeah and, uh, yeah speaking yeah, of shuffling of schedules, schedules you know, you know uh, we, we talk about, we games, talk about games each and every, each and every week that we are excited, excited about and uh, seems like every week they, those games get, get uh, you know rescheduled and we, we kind of move with the flow but you know out in the mid south just to bring that one up it's kind of entertaining to watch because last week we had i think free hardman in georgetown as one of our games one week and it's it's crazy because free hardman ended up going into um, you know they had some COVID you know, they protocols some they, had protocols they had to go in for, and so, for and so uh, out goes Free Hardman and in Harman comes number fifteen Cumberland. So, Cumberland. so you know all of a sudden we have sudden Georgetown, we have number one Georgetown, Georgetown traveling to Cumberland. And that was a that was, that was a, on Thursday that was night. Thursday night, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, number, I watched that game. Number fifteen Cumberland, good, good team. It's really good it's, team. It's really, if you've never seen their gym, it's actually one of their gyms in the eyes as well. Yes, but but no, they they put up a good fight and end up knocking off number one Georgetown. They were up as much as sixteen in the in the second half. End up winning, end up winning by five or six. Really, really good game. Two teams that you know you definitely make make playoff run as well. But yeah, that's kind of the way. The, the way the, the uh, schedule has been going on, you know, you, on, you, you, know, you aren't you anticipating aren't a big time game like that uh, during the week, and then all of a sudden, you know, because of scheduling conflicts, it ends up happening. Right, and that's just and that's just it too. I mean, all the credit to Cumberlands; they played great, big win for them. But you know, on the flip side, and both teams had to go through it, but just having to, you know, you're prepping for Freed Hardman. You know, you're prepping for one big game. You know, undefeated team conference game that on a dime just gets postponed and now you wake up and you have another big game to prep for in little time so um we're going to see a lot of that and that'll be a really true testament to how these teams operate the rest of the year and um it'll be a good way too to kind of separate contenders from pretenders as we get towards the end of the season um how these teams can adjust and you know when a, a big game like that or a big conference game and all conference games are big now i mean no especially road games road games in conference play are not easy so um, will be interesting to just see how these teams adjust and prepare for these short, um, short game notices. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and you know we're you know we're speaking of fun games, you know, fun part of the season. We're starting to get to the point of the year to where a lot of the conferences are starting to play conference games, and that is always that is always. It's just I can't explain to the people that may not know. I know most people listen probably do know, but you know, conference is just different. You know, like you could have a team that's just awful, or or maybe zero and four. You know, I'm just not going to say awful, but zero and four coming in and coming in because it's conference game. 
top of your game and familiar with you know coaches familiar, familiar with each other and each other um, you know, it's just, you know, it's maybe a rivalry game, a rivalry, or maybe you can throw records out the door, out the door because you, most of these leagues, you have to show up each and every night. I think you hear it from, from most of these coaches that we bring on here that, you know, a lot of them think that their, their conference is one of the best in the country. And a lot of it's because they know how they have to prepare for those teams each and every night. It's not, you know, from an outsider, you may see, oh, it's 0 and 15 versus 15 and 0, and that 15 and 0 team should run away with the game. That's just not true. There's a lot more preparation that you have to go into with those games. So, yeah, and so. exactly. Yeah, and with the um, with these games getting postponed, you're having, and we'll talk about it a little bit later about the upcoming schedule, but some teams are going to be facing, game, you know, three, four games a week now. Um, and, you know, if that fourth game in the week is a big game record-wise, standing-wise, rankings-wise, that's got to be tough as a coach to keep your players focused. You know, we got game one, two, and three before we can focus about the big one. You know, we only have one day in between this game and this game. We need to focus on this. And then as soon as that game's over, we need to shift our attention to the next opponent. Um, and that's just another tough spot that these coaches are in. I mean, they already have enough on their plate. Um, and just adding the whole COVID thing um, is, is just an extra challenge for them. And like I said, it's it's been really cool to see so far how these coaches have taken this on and also how the players have taken that. I know this isn't the ideal season for them. A lot of them are frustrated that they either haven't started their season yet or starting now or have had X number of games postponed. Um, but sticking with it, sticking to it, um, you know, we're going to keep playing as much as we can and we're going to try to get this season done with. Well, I think that's a good segue, well, a good into, segue into um, our, our coaching our interview for today. Coach we're going to hear bring in Coach Hollowell from Hollowell from a Loyola New Orleans, Loyola, New Orleans uh, down there in Louisiana. Uh, there in Louisiana. Uh, you know, they, they're a team, so they, we'll talk a little bit about we'll with him, but they've, they've won – they're one of two teams, one, them and, and Iowa, Iowa, or Indiana, Wesleyan, um, are the only two teams, I believe, that have had two, uh, two uh, different top 25 top wins this year. Um, you know, they were loyal as a team that is in a 4 0, they were rolling, um, and then COVID hit, and now they are not playing another game until January. So. We are here with Chris Hollowell from Loyola, New Orleans, down in Louisiana. His team is uh, currently 4-0 right now, right and they're one of two teams, like we mentioned earlier, that have got the two top 25 wins on the season. Um, coach, I know um, it's been a good start to the year. Can you kind of talk about the beginning of the year so far? Well, obviously, with the with the virus, it's been interesting. We've um, Xavier was our, our first game, and the, there were supposed to be three games before that, and um, and all three were postponed. Uh, or canceled and so going into that first game kind of in some ways untested I mean you guys know how that is um, going into your first game you hope to have at least a tune-up game before you play a top 25 team uh, weren't real sure where that one was going to go and um, obviously pleased with the outcome um, Xavier's a talented group and uh, you know it's a it's a a stone's throw across the city and, and, a you know, maybe a five minute drive for us to get there. And uh, so we know a lot of those kids, we recruited some of those kids, some of the guys, uh, Cameron Dumas was on our team his freshman year. Um, so that's uh, always a big game in the city. And then, uh, and then right behind it, we went to Alexandria and played LSU a, uh, they were, I want to say since like 2014, 74 and four, uh, at the fort in Alexandria. And so to get that win in our second game was 
was exciting. They have a, a, a talented group there. And then we backfilled two two games. Uh, <clears throat> our Xavier game was canceled, the second one, and then uh, Dillard game was going to be canceled, and we were able to fill one with Pensacola Christian on the fly. I mean, that, that came together in a week. And then uh, Steve Knight at William Carey called me on a Tuesday and asked me if I wanted to play on Saturday. And um, so we were able to get two more games in and just grateful to be able to play at all at this point. So, yeah. And those are kind of unique, yeah, unique situations. Kind of unique, I know unique because it's kind of some stuff we're seeing across the country with, you know, you're, you're playing a you know, conference playing opponent, a but as a non-conference game, just to get a game in. And I know I saw that Coach Knight tweeted out that, you know, that was going to be a non-conference game and he just needed to play. And I think that's kind of just, you know, true across the country. Some teams are just trying to get games in and play, no matter if it's a, no matter who they're playing against, no matter who they're playing against. Yeah, and you know, to get a when he asked if I wanted to play, it was a immediate yes, and I had no idea what he had in mind. He he already kind of had set in his mind that he was coming to us. We had a double header scheduled for that date, and so he just filled that spot for us, which was really nice. But uh, you know, ideally, you're not playing a a conference team in a non conference game, especially a, a William Carey who. You know, the last time we had a national tournament there in the final four and, um, you know, a coach like that, it's won over 800 games in the career and has his signature on the court there in, in Hattiesburg. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. yeah, for sure. Coach, uh, oh. you mentioned, you know, you had three games to start the year that all got either postponed or canceled. Um, you start the season against 20th ranked Xavier. Um, how, how have you and your staff kind of, taking an approach to your, your kids, um, on preparation tactics, you know, just you, one day you got to tell them we're prepping for this team. Well, now it's canceled <clears throat> prep for this team. How have you kind of kept them, I guess, eager to play with all these cancellations, postponements, and what does the preparation, um, status look like for each game? A lot of credit goes to our kids, really. Um, mm -hmm. this goes back to, you know, last March, I guess we were, preparing to go to the national tournament. Matter of fact, the morning of um, the conference call for the, for the tournament teams, they assigned us hotel rooms, um, talked about the meeting, you know, when we get there for the coaches and, and how everybody would be divided up into hotels. And um, if that call was at 10 o'clock, maybe it was 11 within an hour, um, the tournament was called off. And so we were preparing to go play Sagu and uh, I had to call the guys to the gym and just tell them, hey, tournament's off and uh, campus is shutting down and you guys can start making arrangements to head home. And so <clears throat> coming back into the year, there were questions as to whether or not we'd even be able to play. Um, when teams were practicing already in other places, uh, we were still in phase two um, here in the state of Louisiana. And when the governor moved to phase three, our mayor kept us in phase two. So we had some some hurdles um, to kind of get through before we could even start practice. And our guys just stayed focused, did their own thing, worked out with masks on on their own um, until we could get on the floor. And then, you know, game one rolls around. We're getting ready to play. Sorry, guys, it's canceled. And, you know, at that point, 
you hope that day's practice just doesn't go in the tank. And they were dialed in and we had a really good, a really good practice. And um, so then the next one rolls around. Hey coach, we had a positive test and you hope that practice goes okay. And our guys have just stayed focused through it all. So a lot of the credit goes to them. They've done a great job of rolling with the punches and we just try to stay balanced and control what we can control as a staff. And I think you got to uh, definitely do that. You got to uh, definitely do that. Great insight there. Um, Great insight there. Can you kind of talk Um, about just kind of feeding off of that? Um, I know you guys don't play till January now. Can you kind of talk about what you guys are doing? What you guys um, are now doing. to get ready? I mean, are you guys um, practicing? Are you, you guys gearing up for January? Are you giving guys a break for now? Or what's that kind of look like for you guys? What's that kind of look like for you guys? Well, so the schools here made a decision um, before school started that when uh, students went home for Thanksgiving, that they weren't going to bring them back. They were just going to stay online through mid-December, uh, that they would continue classes online and they they would do their exams online. So our guys are all home. Uh, We were set to play Louisiana Lafayette, November 28th. That game was canceled. And, uh, and so they, they headed home and we're going to bring them back December 26th and, and throw them straight to the fire December 28th and play uh, Southern Miss. If everything goes as planned with testing for the two schools. So that game's not on the schedule yet but that's one that we're working on and we'll try to fill in some dates there uh that first week of january no doubt it's kind of like a season within no a season like on a that season one and, and i know you know just kind of, know, i've been following you guys for, for a couple of years now and, and uh, years you know now. I, I know that you guys have a couple you know, returning all americans returning all americans um, zach reifel and, and zach reifel and what and miles burns are both really really good players obviously really good players obviously but can you just kind of talk about how nice it is in this i mean just kind of with everything going on with just kind of the covid restrictions and things like that what it means to have things like that what it means to have those aren't your only two good returns you got a really good Good returns, a lot of returns back, but uh, you can't talk about what that means to have those two back and, and everybody else that uh, and, and should make it an easy transition, especially when you get back here in December. Especially when you get back here, it will. It's um, in some ways, it's it's like having a a group of seniors. Um, that that was really nice going into the Xavier game. Had it been all new, uh, you know, a group of well, I'll back up. So the uh the year before we introduced 10 new players into a group of six returners and while we had talented returners in that group Zach and and Miles uh were two of those guys no one had established themselves as leaders within that group so we got off to a really hot start last year i think we were 10 and 0 we go to Xavier and we drop one in overtime and uh, we lost Andrew Fava, who transferred to us from University of Florida and is a really good shooter, um, to an injury six games in. And we we hit a bump in the road. I think we went 500 um, right up until the last couple games in conference and then uh, had a nice conference tournament. We were up uh, with – I think we were up 10 with 10 minutes left on Dalton State, who was number three at the time. And we just fell apart. And, um, you know, we look back at that season um, going into this season. And last year, 
we missed enough free throws in seven of our 10 losses last year to have won the game, if that makes sense. So, so we're looking at, you know, a team that finishes 23 and 10 could have very easily gone 30 and three if, if we knock down free throws. And so the guys knew that coming into the season last year, I think we shot maybe 63, 64% from the free throw line. Right now we're at 72%, which, you know, isn't, you're not hitting a grand slam there, but it's, it's quite a bit better than before. And then you've got Fava coming back in, uh, who's a cerebral player. You've got some roles kind of identified and solidified and guys know what you want and expect uh, in a second year with that group. So that's really helped the, the, you know, I want to say senior leadership. Fava is a, is a senior and Terry Smith is a senior. Uh, Tim Cameron is a senior. Um, but Zach and Miles, for all intents and purposes, are handling themselves like seniors. So uh, that piece has been nice also. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, those that's good core to build around. And obviously, you still have some good youngsters, too. I mean, I, you still have I actually, too. I mean, I, I, it's I kind of a weird uh, situation, but I, I'll let you know that uh, Zach Moeller uh, actually, uh, 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 Texas is uh, a kid that, we had actually uh, sent off to a couple kids. Actually, I actually uh, knew some, I have some text contacts, and uh, we sent him off to some NEI schools before you guys ended up signing him. Um, just kind of a unique situation with him and, and his family. I knew from that, but I was happy to see him get a good home as well. You know, just kind of moving on. Uh, I know, you know, when January hits, you guys are, well, summer sounds like you guys are going to have a Division One pre-exhibition game, but then you turn around and play. Um, you're, you're uh, right, get, play, get going in the Southern right, States League, know, and then can you can kind of talk about the outlook on that league a little bit. Talk about the outlook on that league a little bit. Well, our league is <clears throat> obviously distance-wise really spread out, um, and you've got some guys that are always good. You know, Faulkner is is always talented. Uh, William Carey, always talented. Dalton State and Stillman. Um, we lost Mark Methodist and, and Bethel this year, but those guys were always really good. And I think you saw two nights ago, Martin Methodist beat, uh, I think it was Pikeville. Yep. Um, so, you know, coming back, we expect Faulkner to be really good. I expect William Carey, um, as this thing plays out, to be a typical Steve Knight group where they have some guys transferring in, uh, Division One athletes, and by midseason, they're hitting full stride, and they're you know a twenty-win team again. Um, Dalton State, I don't know a ton about. Just looking at their personnel, it looks like um, looks like they've reloaded around some really talented uh, returners. I saw Faulkner play um, in the uh, the Battle of the Beach. I saw them play two or three games there. So, and then the the outlier there is. Mobile, Middle Georgia, Florida College. Um, you know, Mobile played Talladega the other night without their, uh, yeah, they're 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 two interior guys, and um, I think they're I think they're really good. Um, they're really really well coached. Florida College goes and plays South Florida down to the wire. Watch that game. Yep. Um, and then Middle Georgia's three and zero, so. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this thing shakes out. And then, 
you have Stillman who hasn't hasn't played a game at all, and I have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. uh, I think that just kind of, of uh, I mean, it's, it's a big, big league. I mean, it really is. And even you know, you got to travel quite a bit too, but uh, just a huge league. league. Um, but it's a fun, fun league. I mean, I, I enjoy watching the league. I think there's, I think that even some of the bottom tier teams have talented enough players that they can get you. You know what I mean? If you don't show up, and that's kind of true for most leagues, but you know, especially in, out there in the southern states, states I, I, I continue to watch the league and, 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 and just, just fascinated by some, some of the players that are out there. Because, yes, there's some really, really good teams, too, don't get me wrong, but the players in that league, uh, man, there are some really, really good ones. Definitely an athletic league, um, rangier than most. You know, I'm, I'm going in and watching uh, schools across the country I, Indiana Wesleyan looks like the real deal to me. Yeah. Uh, Marion hung right there with them for most of the game. Um, you have some other leagues that have athletes, like the rangy athletes, but I, I feel like top to bottom, Southern States has, you know, seven, eight teams that are just going to be long and athletic, and, uh, and you're going to have to scheme for them every single time you play. So... Thank well, you guys that on, the, on the head. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good to have some inside uh, scoop on some of that as well. So, well, Coach, I, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, I know uh, you got a little bit of a break here. Sounds like you're filling that time by watching some of the teams across the country. So, um, I, I think you know when, when, and if you, if and when you guys are uh, getting ready for the, the national tournament, however that may look, I think it'll be. Uh, I think you'll be well prepared because you got some time to watch some of these teams that are playing right now. Yeah, we have we have plenty of time. It feels a little bit like baseball, you know, where you, you kind of have two seasons. But yeah, I no appreciate doubt. you guys shining a light on us a little bit, and and on the NAI, I, I really appreciate the work that y'all are putting in. Well, thanks, Coach. We appreciate you, and and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again next. You know, after the the holidays, um, wish you guys the best of luck. And if there's anything we can do, let us know. Thanks so much. Y'all take care. Always great when coaches can uh, come on, Trev. I know, uh, you know, it, for us, it's it's a good way to look uh, into different aspects of the, of the around the country. Um, you know, like I said, mentioned the, during the interview, you know, just getting inside scoop on different leagues. So, uh, I appreciate Coach coming on. Um, I know that uh, I know that it, it it can be fun to not play for a couple weeks or, or now a month, but uh, you know, I, I have no doubt Loyola will be ready to go, revved up and ready to go come uh, January. So. Uh, moving on to our games of the week, Trev. Who do you got for us this week? Uh, I'm sticking today at uh, 5 o'clock. Uh, we've mentioned both teams. Coach mentioned Martin Methodist. Uh, they host Cumberland's, um, and we all know Cumberland's is coming off that big win. Martin Methodist um, picked up a close win over Pikeville last week. They're 4-0, 1-0 in conference play. Cumberland's 6-0. Um, and again, just like I mentioned, picked up that we mentioned, picked up that win um, and looked really well doing it over number one, Georgetown. I'm interested to see how Cumberland's bounces back after a huge home win. Um, you know, you hear the phrase letdown games and stuff like that. Um, just kind of riding high off their, that win against number one, um, how they'll respond on the road against a, a really good Martin Methodist team. So um, that's my first game. And then I'm, I'm moving to the KCAC Um Kind of, I'm gonna. Wa I want to watch the number 14 Ottawa Braves this week. Um, they had a long time off. I think nearly a month, um, and they came back and 
were defeated by the winless Friends Falcons last week um, in kind of a shocker. Um, they come back this week with a lot of makeup games. I believe they play four times in the matter of six, seven days this week. They also have a, uh, a return game with Friends on Wednesday. Um, they have Bethel today. Uh, so it's gonna. I'm really interested to see how the preseason KCAC favorites respond to um, a pretty shocking loss, but not. But also moving forward, they got four games here as they uh, as they get back into to plan. Yeah, yeah a little bit of a sneak, sneak peek, peek into, into our, our uh, schedule, schedule links and, and our top, top players, players and games to watch, to watch for today. today. I actually, I actually have that Ottawa, Ottawa Friends game in that one, so we'll so be looking out, be on the lookout for that one later, later on today. today. Um, I'm, I'm actually also going to do a game from today. Um, and it'll also be in on the article, but uh, I'm interested to see this Mount Vernon Nazarene at Huntington game. And I mentioned Huntington a lot. Uh, Corey Alford came in, and he's a new head coach over there. Um, you know, just kind of, I don't want to say a surprise team, but I mean, I mean, they're six and zero overall right now, one and zero in league play. They're coming off a big win against the or against Spring Arbor. Um, and you know, anytime you win games and you stay undefeated. You know, the you know, next game is a big game, game too. And then you get a, a look at okay, Mount Vernon Nazarene. Um, they just played their first, first game this week as well. They had a very, very, very impressive win. win. Um, and, and they got Javon Knox, who's, who's one of my favorite players to watch across the country. Uh, really, really good guard. Um, but can score. He's a, he's a uh, two-time All-American. And uh, just excited for that game today. That's going to be actually going to be probably shortly after we get this uh, published. It'll be uh, kicking off about noon central time today. So uh, looking forward to that one. And then, and then I'm actually I'm looking forward to we, we actually got a lot more teams, you know, like Lewis and Clark, and Clark State, State uh, got, their got their first game. game. You know, I think, I think, I think, I think we officially have uh, almost everybody in, in the top. Well, I know everybody in the top five, and I think we're maybe missing one out of the top ten that have now finally played a game. Um, so just kind of excited. I was excited to see them play last night. Uh, started off a little sluggish, but that's expected with the first game of the year. Um, but, you know, as they get going, and some of these other leagues are, are actually starting uh, league play. I know the North Stars started start league play today, um, and a few others started uh, here before, for the holiday break. So, um, always, always fun games to watch, conference games, so I'm excited to see those. But my, definitely the game I'm going to be watching, uh, my game of the week this week. Um, I'll, I'll be paying attention to today's at Mount Vernon Nazarene at Huntington. Should be a fun game over there in the Cross League League. To, uh, all right, Trev, moving right, on Trev, to moving our shout-outs for this week. Who you got for us? Who you got for us? I'm going to go with uh, Texas A&M, Texarkana. I kind of mentioned them earlier. Um, they were kind of a part, one of the couple teams I mentioned last week uh, that were just starting up their season. I was excited to kind of see certain teams um, kick off their new year. And they had three games this week. Um, and we kind of talked with Coach and a, a bit uh, with other, other teams and stuff about how a lot of these – starting games on their schedule or getting postponed. Well, they had all three right away um, and ended up winning all three rather comfortably. So they're 3-0. Um, they're kind of one of those teams in the Red River Conference that kind of gets overlooked. Um, I believe we were talking pre-game or pre-show, pre-game, pre-show about them. They were picked second in that conference, um, but they don't really get a lot of the love or the spotlight. So uh, really impressed with their opening. Um, and I think they're going to make some noise this year. Yeah, I like that team. Yeah, I, I think that's we'll it. We'll definitely have, uh, definitely have, uh, have a chance to jump out of the top 25 at uh, some, some point this year. Um, I'm going to go uh, ahead I'm and give some love to Arizona Christian. Arizona Christian. Um, I know that last, know Sunday, last Sunday um, they were 
they were kind of in a, in a kind of unique in a, situation in a unique with, 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 this, with, is kind with of, this is kind of what we talked about with COVID, about and, scheduling. With COVID and scheduling. They got to actually host, they got to actually host Division, I, Division I New Mexico State, State. Um, because uh, of New Mexico, because of New Mexico uh, laws and stuff like laws that. New Mexico State, State actually had to leave the state and they're out in Arizona now playing games. And so Arizona Christian actually got to host them last Sunday. It was a great game. I mean, Arizona Christian battled the entire game. They actually took a lead with about uh, 52, 52 seconds, seconds left in the game, I believe, game. Is I believe is what it was. Um, and then, um, and then uh, end up giving up a bucket, up got, a down bucket one, got down one, uh, came down with about 17 down, seconds, about left, seconds left, uh, missed a shot to, a to shot win it. Yeah, to actually tie it. To and, and then end up fouling. And then just kind of in a weird situation, nobody the game was basically over. Kid from New Mexico State missed the last free throw, got his rebound, put it back up. And so, end up being a six-point six uh, win, uh, win for New Mexico State, but um, I tell you what, that, that uh, Arizona Christian team, uh, I mean, they're a top ten uh, team I mean, in, the, in the country. They're going to be they're going to be a force a the entire force year. They will definitely be a team to, to keep an eye on it as, as, as we approach Kansas City for the national tournament. I think that they they have a chance as anybody as good of a chance as anybody to win a national title. They showed up and they represented NEI really really well in that game. I think that. Uh, you know, you know, we all about had him trending. I think on Twitter, you know, for everything that was going on. But it was good, good to see. You know, and, and we always say that you know we we seem to have a, a division one or any IB division one every year. Um, and I thought that was what we wanted. That we're going to get a big one there. I'll give a shout out to Arizona. I'll give a shout out to Arizona Christian. Hope everybody stays safe. This is NHR the podcast signing off. Stay safe, everybody.